Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am in a new space. I am currently in my parents' basement, actually, in my older brother's old bedroom recording this. I feel like it's actually a very quiet bedroom, so it's a nice change from my Vancouver apartment that was so loud and there was always a lot of background noise. And aside from being in this new space, I have a lot to update you on. And I've alluded to this in previous episodes here and there, but haven't really gone into any detail as to what's been going on. And I will say the last couple of months creatively have been a bit slow for me because there's been a lot going on behind the scenes and huge life transitions that I haven't really been public with. And it feels really good to finally be able to share that and to be able to bring you along on the journey. I've already kind of shared a little bit on Instagram and TikTok, so this won't come as a surprise if you already follow me on there. But if not, then you may be hearing this news for the first time. This episode is going to be all about just getting you up to speed on what's been going on. But next week, I'll do a Q&A episode. I've already put out a Q&A sticker on Instagram. But if you have any more questions or comments or anything like that, then that anonymous feedback form is in the show notes for every single episode. So without further ado... I will say before getting into this episode that one thing that I've learned about myself over the last few months is that I can be very awkward, surprisingly, when it comes to sharing big news. And I don't know, the best way I can describe it is like being at a birthday party and everyone's singing you happy birthday and you're just sitting there and you don't know what to do with your hands. That's sort of how I feel especially when I'm in person and delivering news. So this has been an interesting experience because everyone responds to news differently. Everyone delivers news differently. And I've just learned to be completely okay with my way of communicating and delivering this news. So here it is. The first piece of news is that as of yesterday, I am... 13 weeks pregnant. So I just came out of my first trimester of pregnancy. And we'll talk a little bit about that and get into it a little bit more. But the other major life update and major transition is sort of as a result of learning that I 
am pregnant and reflecting on where we want to be and how we want to approach this next chapter, we did decide to move back to Ontario and I'm currently living or Jamie and I are currently living at my parents' house while we look for a new place. Our goal is to get a house and to kind of start a new chapter here but for now we're kind of just settling in and managing that transition. So I am officially moved back to Ontario. Jamie has to go back and finish up a little bit of the move and he'll be back in Ontario officially as of the end of this month, so the end of August. You have all heard me talk about and even in previous episodes I've been reflecting a lot on this concept of loneliness and community and friendship and family and the nagging feeling that I had when we were considering where we were going to live when we learned that we were pregnant was I don't visualize myself doing this so far away from either of our families because for context we lived in Vancouver that's about a five-hour flight from where my family lives And it's about a nine-hour flight from where Jamie's family lives. So we really felt quite alone in that way. And I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but especially with being pregnant and not feeling like myself in certain ways and feeling under the weather, there was a new sense of loneliness that I just couldn't shake. And I kind of recognized that if I was already feeling that without this new experience of having an actual baby I couldn't imagine what that next chapter would look like and potentially how lonely it would feel and of course I formed a lot of beautiful beautiful friendships in Vancouver that I was so grateful to experience and that I will continue to experience in a new way now that we're living in different provinces but there's a slight difference in the way it feels to know that you know you have you're surrounded by friends versus having that support of family and knowing that you know both of our parents are retired they really want to be involved I would love for them to be involved I would love for our child to be close and connected with both of our families etc and the more and more we consider different living options the more intensely I felt this sadness about those options being away from either of our families. I was talking to someone about this feeling of loneliness that was amplified by being pregnant and the best way that I can describe it was for the duration of living in Vancouver despite loving living there and honestly it having everything that we could have possibly wanted from a city and all of the surroundings and the opportunities, the lack of family connection for me personally always kind of felt like I was on vacation and there was always kind of this unsettled feeling and I would often feel that as I was going to bed and I would just be aware of how far away from my family I was. I would have that experience regularly and it would just honestly feel kind of scary and sad and I couldn't really shake that and 
every time that either I would visit my family or they would come visit me, there was this constant like sadness that I knew wouldn't go away if I continued to live in a place that was so far away from home. Now, not everyone experiences this. And, you know, I had lots of conversations with my friends who manage this in different ways and feel this to varying degrees. I personally have always sort of felt that sensation. And it's kind of like, you know, one way of looking at it is being on vacation. Another way of looking at it is like a bird out of its nest. And I just didn't really appreciate for the years that I was wanting to bust out and get away from home and do my own thing, which I'm very grateful for. I didn't appreciate how much I actually value the comfort of home and community and family. And it kind of just felt like that almost anxiety of a bird being out of its nest. And I don't know how else to describe it other than those two kind of examples. But if you're in that position, then I'm sure you can relate to that feeling. And I do appreciate and I've reflected a lot on the fact that I was in that position by choice. And I've thought about how many people are in that position not by choice. And it just really makes me sad to think about how many people are in that position and also the gratitude that I feel to be able to have the choice to go back and to have that connection that I can go back to and have that safety and how comforting that has felt for me as I've navigated these big life transitions because I think that, you know, I've talked about this before, the glorification of needing to be independent and not needing anyone and not needing that support and I've started to feel myself going in the opposite direction and having to kind of unlearn some of those narratives at least a little bit because I still do really value independence and I value, you know, that whole experience that I had of branching out, expanding my perspective, meeting new people, trying new things, going to different places. And it's not to say that I won't ever be in that chapter again, but I think when I was in that chapter, I romanticized that experience to the point where I didn't allow myself to feel the sadness and that like acknowledge that underlying kind of anxiety of not feeling that sense of support and comfort that comes with not just necessarily a family and proximity to family, but a support system in general and having community and having people to lean on. And for me, this last chapter just has put that in the spotlight so much to the point where that's where my priorities lay now. So that's been a big shift for me, definitely. And what I will say is it was by no means an easy decision. We both loved where we lived and we kind of felt like given the position that we found ourselves in, there wasn't necessarily a right decision. And I don't think that in many situations there really is because there would be certain things about every decision that we made that would have positives and negatives, just like anything. And it was a matter of asking ourselves, okay, what are we willing to accept? And for me, my prioritization of wanting to have that proximity to family became something that I couldn't really see myself 
being okay with in the long run of continuing to be in that position. And so that became a big factor in where we chose to live. And I didn't necessarily ever see us back in the place that I grew up. I kind of thought that prior to getting pregnant, I thought that maybe some of my family members would move out to where we were, or we would kind of choose a place collectively that we could all be happy in. But it's funny how quickly my priorities shifted as soon as we learned this news and kind of my perspective on, you know, decision-making and both of our perspectives on decision-making changed very quickly. The main thing for me was that you know, my family, we've moved to where my family is. And for Jamie, I really didn't want to push him into that because I didn't want to then later be in a position where he resented me for doing that. And it was really my decision. So the series of events was basically just several conversations. I was more than willing to make something work in BC. We considered different options, including moving to Victoria because it was slightly more affordable there, but not much. Vancouver very quickly kind of was eliminated from our decision-making just because of how expensive it would have been for us to either get a bigger space to rent or to buy a house. It just wasn't really feasible. So that was quickly written out of the equation. But we did have quite a long decision-making process. And throughout that, I just shared basically what I'm sharing here, which is that I was feeling this nagging sensation of sadness and of anxiety about being so far away from either of our families. And what was really nice and what I'm very grateful for is that throughout all these conversations, his attitude was, if you ever want to just move back there, move back to where my family is, say the word and we'll do it. And I really didn't want to ever do that because I didn't want it to be like me making the decision. But what ended up happening was we kind of just became more open to that idea for the first time. We had never discussed it before and just looked at some of the pros and cons. We started looking at real estate, which was like significantly cheaper and what we could afford would put us in a much better position for our family and so between the two of us we ended up coming to that conclusion which was really nice and it just made it so much easier to be on the same page about things and also for Jamie as you guys know he's from England so it still is a flight for him but it actually is quite a bit closer we're on a less significant time zone. What am I trying to say? The time difference will be less significant between him and his parents, which is a little bit easier for coordinating calls, etc. And it's a shorter flight for them, direct flight. So we're pretty, we're pretty happy about this and it feels like such a relief for both of us to have this comfort and also just to have a decision made I would say that the most anxiety provoking part of this whole experience has been not knowing and not like having made a decision and I've talked about this before on episodes how that for me is always the scary part where I get overwhelmed is the weighing out different options and trying to 
weigh out a list of pros and cons, etc. And the relief that we both felt when we just made a decision and moved forward, moved forward, excuse me, with it was, I can't even describe it. It doesn't mean that there wasn't still a grieving process. I will say that, you know, immediately following our decision, there was a bit of sadness of what we'd be leaving behind, the friendships that we'd made, also just the beauty of Vancouver. If you guys have ever been there or if you live there, you know how beautiful it is. Jamie's a huge skier and that opportunity, if you know Ontario, is not as great. And so we are going to have to be creative in this next chapter about making sure that we still make space for those activities that we've grown to love and we find new ways to do them. But something for me is if I'm going to make a decision and we've both kind of agreed on this, we're just going to be, we're going to move forward with excitement and with anticipation. And although it's going to be a completely different lifestyle than what we've been living for the past four years. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I just want to be, I just want to embrace it. I want to be excited about it. And yeah, that's pretty much where we're at with respect to the move. In terms of like housing, that's a whole, potentially a whole other episode. But I will share a little update about where we're at with the house hunt. Okay, so basically what we're ideally looking for is sort of an older character home. We want three bedrooms. We both really like sort of a heritage style home and 
let me think, front yard, backyard, a lot of space for people to come visit, especially Jamie's parents, because they'll want to come for longer periods to see our baby, and we want them to be comfortable, um, and just other visitors that we anticipate to have, friends, family, etc. So we really want that. And then besides that, we have just kind of found a couple that have sort of met those criteria but this is obviously our first time house hunting and applying to mortgages and that whole thing and it's been really interesting and I've learned a lot for sure but basically here's where we're at we've total viewed three houses two of them we actually viewed virtually so my parents actually went and viewed them and we were on FaceTime and the first one we liked but it it was a bit it lacked that character that we were looking for and it kind of just felt very I don't know how to describe it it was like very gray but at the same time it was nice (laughs) and didn't need a lot of work done which was nice and we were kind of willing to let go of the attachment to that character vibe and just move forward with this one but unfortunately then it came off the market and so it wasn't meant to be the second one was this little Ontario cottage little bungalow but gorgeous like hardwood floors beautiful hardwood floors high ceilings it was pretty small but I became like obsessed with it like I could not stop thinking about it it was on my vision board and it like consumed me for a couple of weeks then we put in an offer we were part of like a bidding war it was very competitive we didn't get it that was a bummer I have kind of decided throughout this process to like just get over things immediately because it's just not helpful to ruminate on it and to feel bad and to just know that the right thing will come along. It always does. So then when we were away on vacation last week, we saw a place that we really loved online and we set up a viewing. By the time we got back, there was an offer on it, but it was conditional. So we were like, okay, let's go check it out. We checked it out. And it was like perfect, perfect, but the basement looked like it had black mold growing in it. And that just like made us feel very uneasy. And then today that conditional offer fell through because the potential buyers saw the home inspection report and immediately backed out, which is a horrible sign. And so again, we decided that we would walk away from that one. So it's been quite the process, but you guys know I'm a big believer in manifestation, reality creation, and I I love approaching big things like this through that lens. And any time really in my life where I've wanted something and you know maybe it felt a little bit out of reach and maybe there was a bit of difficulty in getting there. It's kind of followed a similar pattern and it's been really helpful to observe those patterns and to keep an open mind and to not necessarily have a positive attitude because sometimes that feels a little bit inaccessible when you're going through something that feels discouraging, but at the very least having like a neutral attitude so not taking a few houses that have fallen through and not worked out and then internalizing that and thinking that it's never going to happen and blah 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 I try as much as possible to just remain neutral in these scenarios and to keep focusing on you know 
honing that vision and keeping my standards high and not feeling like we have to settle. And so yeah, I'll keep you guys posted on that, but I always love to approach big life transitions, like I said, through this lens. And if I zoom out from sort of that day-to-day discouraging feeling of nothing happening and nothing really working out or it feeling that way, it can be a really fun process. And I sort of honestly feel like a sim right now, just like going out and looking at houses and making offers and buying a new car and like setting up our life. And it can be really fun if I just kind of zoom out a little bit and appreciate this whole experience and feel gratitude for being able to be in this position, etc. So as I said, I'll keep you posted. Stay tuned and keep an eye out on my TikTok and Instagram because I want to share now that things are out in the open, the whole process. Okay, so now I want to talk just briefly about the pregnancy. What I will say is I basically documented to the best of my abilities the major milestones on YouTube including like a lot of the appointments that I went to and how I was feeling and telling people and making announcements and the ultrasounds, etc. And so the most comprehensive view of what the last three months have looked like from a pregnancy perspective will be in that video. And I plan to do that for the second and hopefully third trimester as well. But just to kind of debrief because there have been a lot of questions and people were honestly surprisingly very shocked with this news, which I guess isn't surprising because why would you expect that? We didn't either. It wasn't necessarily planned in the timing that it all happened, but at the same time, it's very exciting. We are very happy and you can't really plan the timing on these things. And it's honestly a bit of a relief that we were feeling ready in in some way, maybe not as quickly as it happened, but I did have this like constant feeling, I would say for the last eight months of just kind of like an opening was being created in my life. I felt like I was ready for something and that began to kind of morph into feeling ready for a family. Now, again, I'll get into some of the specifics of questions that you guys had, but a lot of questions or a few questions were like are you nervous are you scared some people even said aren't you scared like why aren't you scared you don't seem anxious etc the thing is I saw someone else say this I forget who it's not that I always like necessarily like dreamed about being a mother and you know thought about it day in and day out it was more of a knowing that that was my path and I've kind of felt that honestly since I was little. So the transition has just felt very natural and normal. And I'm sure the floodgate of emotion will open at some point. But I'm trying to just like recognize and appreciate that it is a very natural, normal thing. Yes, it's a big life transition, but it happens to millions and billions of people all the time. And it's a very natural thing. And I know I'm capable and I know there will be challenges, but I choose not to put the spotlight of attention on the challenges that will come inevitably when I have the option of 
thinking about all of the good things or even just being neutral. And honestly, neutral is pretty much how I've been feeling for these past few months. And sometimes there's this pressure to like have specific emotions about specific milestones. I try to remove that pressure from myself and just to appreciate wherever I am. I think that the neutrality that I feel and the lack of extreme emotion that I feel is my way of coping, maybe my subconscious way of coping with all of the transition. And I'm okay with it. And I've spoken with a lot of other people who have felt the same. And I'm not interested in shaming myself for feeling something or not feeling something. This is where I'm at. I feel pretty good. No, I'm not really anxious at all. And I think honestly, being at home and having that comfort has helped a lot with that. Will I potentially be anxious in the future I don't know but I'm not gonna like preemptively write that into my narrative when I feel pretty good right now and I feel pretty neutral and who knows maybe I'll continue to feel this way I'm okay with whatever and I'll tackle whatever comes when it does but it's what I've learned about myself and my emotional patterns and my state of mind and my mental health is that it is very easy for me or has been in the past to think myself into fear or anxiety and right now that would feel like an effort it doesn't feel like a natural thing for me to feel anxious or fearful could I overthink things and ruminate on things and get to that point yes but as of right now I'm so present. I'm focusing on one thing at a time. And honestly, it's a really good feeling. I honestly feel so relieved to finally be able to talk about this and to be able to talk about things in real time now because up until this point, everything I've kind of collected and documented and then shared in hindsight, which has been really fun because it's given me the opportunity to like look back on everything. But now I'm really looking forward to sharing real time updates on the house hunt, on the move, on all of the transitions on the pregnancy and I want to try to just be as honest as possible with this whole experience because one thing I found is like being pregnant is like a whole nother level of like just expectation on myself that feels like it comes from others and a lot of pressure it can feel like and a lot of pressure for it to look a certain way and to feel a certain way and to be doing certain things and to be doing everything right. It's like something that I don't feel I've ever <laughs> experienced before at this level of intensity. So I want to do my best to just speak honestly about my experience, knowing that I'm going to make mistakes, not everything is going to be perfect, but just to normalize that there's a whole diversity of what this experience can look like. There's no one way of doing it properly or correctly, and yeah, I I want to try my best to also just have a positive, excited outlook because I want to cut through some of the noise and some of the fear and some of the anxiety that I felt prior to being pregnant but also that I feel has been projected on me since being pregnant as well because this is a joyful time and of course there will be challenges like I said but I just want to for myself normalize and in some ways neutralize the experience because it's very natural people do it all the time and I know I'm capable
So this was kind of a general overview of what's been going on, but next week I'll get into some of your specific questions. So again, if you have questions, feel free to leave them in the show notes, or sorry, leave them in the anonymous submission form, which is linked in the show notes. And you can also DM me if you have any questions or requests. I've had a few people asking if I can speak to specific things on the podcast, so continue to share those specific things that you want to hear about. I would love to share as much as I can from where I stand and just do my best to be completely transparent with this whole experience. And yeah, that's where we're at. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad to finally be fully honest and transparent with where we're at. I'm not like a really private, secrety person, but obviously this is slightly different. And we'll kind of get into that next week as well about the expectation of when you should tell people, etc. and just all of that stuff. So that's it for this week. Thank you for being here and thank you for following along this journey. I've gotten a lot of messages from you who have said like, I've been following you since the beginning. This is so cool to see this all unfold and I just feel so grateful that you're here. So thank you and thank you for listening. That is it for this week and I'll see you in the next episode. 